This podcast is brought to you by Mezcala Nursery, located at 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805. Mezcala, family-owned, family-ran since 2007. This place is my happy place, you guys. I'm there all the time. It's a giant piece of property full of greenhouses packed to the brim of everything you can possibly imagine, from your landscaping needs to houseplants to cactus and succulents. They even have a greenhouse solely dedicated to rare and obscure collector specimens. I'm talking, I've seen Monstera albos there. I've seen tide constellations there. Rare collector specimens that I can't even find online, I find them there. If you head over to their Instagram, at Mezcala Nursery, they keep their stories updated daily of these plants that can come and go really quick. You could miss it. Make sure to go check it out. Not only that, they treat you like family. I bring my kids with me, you guys, and I always have an amazing experience. Such great customer service, so helpful, so knowledgeable, and prices that can't be beat. Bring them a price from another nursery, they'll beat it. Bring them a price from a big box store, they're going to beat it. 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805, Mezcala Nursery. Tell them I sent you. Welcome back, everybody, to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place on June 9th, 2021, with my guest, Succulent Cacti Lady. May, such an incredible woman. She showed a lot of courage and strength and told us some very vulnerable stories about her family's history and the Laotian people's history and things that she has endured and continues to endure and overcome in her personal life. I just was really inspired and left feeling really good. I'm really grateful that she was willing to come on. She's an important part of this plant community and is truly loved. And that shows in the amount of questions that were submitted for her and the gifts that she continues to receive. And she gives back, you know, sending gifts and having giveaways. Just so happy to have had her on. Uh, I have an important announcement to make. Mezcala Nursery is now sponsoring the show. Thank you so much, Sergio, for believing in me and for believing in what I do and for all the support that I've received from the listeners. You guys are amazing. I hope you guys enjoy. Here's May. Hi. Hola. Hi. Welcome to the show, May. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm honored. The honor's all mine. How are you today? I'm good. Been running around, but I'm settled now, so we're good. Yeah, are you a busy person? Pretty much. I got three kids at home full time, you know, because of the Zoom. Well, one of my 15-year-olds, he just started uh, summer school, and this is the first time that they went back to um, in-person school, so it's in-person summer school. And he just got home right now, actually, and I was just asking how his day was, you know, and he's like, oh, man, not good. I was like, why? He's like, I hate being outside. I hate being around people. I hate when my dad talks too much. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, to be a teenager. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's 15, going on 16. And, you know, he actually likes the Zoom. He really likes, you know, not interacting with people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think some people benefit from it. Yeah, he's more of a, he's not a very outgoing, He's very shy and kind of reclusive, you know, so yeah, the Zoom works for him. Understood. 
where are you talking to me from in the world? You're somewhere up in the mountains, right? <laughs> You're up in the mountains though, right? Well, I live by Box Springs Mountains. Okay. Um, it's The city is actually called Marina Valley. It's the whole city. But my neighborhood is called Box Springs because we're right on the foothills of the Box Springs Mountains. Oh, cool. Yeah, so kind of up here. You get some extreme weather there? Yeah, it gets... Like the heat of the summer, it can be like 115 degrees, 114 degrees. It's crazy. Wow. But um, I don't know. You're getting used to it. It's a dry heat. You know, I prefer it over like humidity, like Florida. I hate Florida. Mm, mm. Sorry, my Floridian friends. <laughs> How hot is it in there right now? Um. Well, today's only like the high is like 78, but oh. I'm inside the greenhouse, so it's warm. Yeah. But you see that fan? It kicks on automatically once it hits 90 degrees. So I guess it's not 90 yet. Oh, nice. Fancy. You just built this thing, right? Yeah, it's been a couple months since I had it up, but I've been wanting to do it for a while, and it's been in the works for a while, and finding somebody to actually build it for me, you know, so, yeah, but this is new. Awesome. And but I technically don't need a greenhouse because it's hot where I live, but mm. I wanted one, so mm -hmm. here we are. <laughs> okay, well, let's rewind a little bit, and then we'll go there. Uh, so where, are you from Moreno Valley originally? Um, No. Well, originally, how far back do you want to go? Let's go all the way back. Where do you? Where all did it start? Oh, I told you, like, a five-year-old would run Hi, in. Hi, buddy. Welcome to the show. Introduce yourself. My name is Bodie. Bodie? I love that name. That's such a cute name. Yes, and I have it tattooed on my arm. So a Bodie, Bodie tree? Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a Bodie tree. Awesome. Yeah, so from the beginning, okay, well, both my parents are originally from Laos. Okay. It's a small Southeast Asian country mm -hmm. um, nestled in between Vietnam and Thailand. We're mm -hmm. landlocked. Um, you want to go all the way back, say, like, 1845, when we got colonized by the French. Uh -huh. um, because that story ends up to where we are now, you know. So the French colonized a lot of the Southeast Asian countries. Uh, Laos, Vietnam, Cambodia. At that time, they called it Indochina. Mm. You know, so uh, almost, I'd say 1843 to say 1954, um, the French, you know, they lost control. So the Laotian government, with any major country, when you're being ruled by other, by somebody else being colonized, like, you know, Haiti was colonized by the French. Um, so when the colonizers leave, the people remaining are kind of scrambling for power. So that's what happened to Laos. Mm. So we have the original royalists, the Lao royalists, mm. um, which is basically a, a monarch. And then we have um, the communists trying to take over. So there was kind of a civil war between the monarchists and the communists. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people in America, when you think of the Vietnam War, you only think about the country Vietnam. Well, it encompasses a lot of the Southeast Asian countries. And my country personally was uh, affected more than most, um, more than Vietnam, I would say. You know, I don't want any Vietnamese to get offended. But if you look at the history of Laos, we are the most heavily bombed country in the world per capita. Wow. I mean, we were bombed in that small period from like, I want to say 54 to like early 70s or I don't know, late 60s. I don't remember the exact date. But during that short time period, we were bombed more than all of World War II put together. Wow. In all the countries that was involved in World War II. And that's a lot of bombing for a very small country. Yeah. And the reason why they bombed us was because the Vietnamese, the Viet Cong, 
with using they're basically crossing Vietnam into Laos, mm-hmm. going into um, from the north to the south. So they're trying to do it as a as a secret passage. Yeah. You know, instead of crossing through Vietnam directly, where the war was heavily, where there's a lot of um, U.S. soldiers, they kind of crossed. So the U.S. Army, the CIA, found out about that. So that's why we got bombed because they were trying to cut off that supply line. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you know. So the war's over. Um, civil war breaks out. The communist takes over. The civil war's over. The communist takes over because we all know the communists won um, that war. So, you know, there was widespread famine. Um, people that were in the other side that fought for the Amer- American side mm-hmm. uh, were put in con- not concentration camps. That's not the word. Um, reprogramming camps, okay. I guess, is the word. Where, you know, they try to brainwash you to become a communist. Yeah. You know, um, my, so a lot of people in my family, a lot of the men in my family were in the loyalist army. They fought for and helped on the American side. So, of course, when the Americans lost, we had to lose, we had to leave too. Mm. So, you know, there became this great migration of Laotian people going into Thailand because Thailand was a free nation. Mm. Um and that entailed crossing the Mekong River, which is a very fast-flowing, fast-moving river. You know, you can have easily drowned. And then, of course, there was the communist soldiers on top of bridges shooting at you while you were trying to cross. You know, so imagine a lot of the, the like, the Mexicans or the Guatemalans or Hondurans trying to ca- cross over here, but the border patrols are standing on top of the fence trying to shoot at you, you know? Yeah. That's how crazy that it is. So, uh, so you know, we once you cross into Thailand, then you can apply for um, political oh, asylum, which is what my family did, and oh. we got granted political asylum because a lot of the men in my family did fight for and sided with the Americans. Mm. And, um, yeah. <laughs> booty go! Nobody wants to see your booty. Mommy's talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, anyway, so uh, so you know when you're in Thailand and. So we're, we're now in a refugee camp with, I don't know, like, I don't know, it was maybe estimated about 400,000 people crossed over. This is from Vietnam, from Cambodia, from Laos into Thailand, all crammed into this small refugee camp that the Thai uh, government wasn't ready for. You know, they weren't ready and weren't set up for this influx of migration. Mm. Um, so, you know, we, we didn't stay there very long, luckily, because the way that asylum seekers are they're pretty much put into levels like if you work closely with an american or a soldier or anybody in the government you kind of put in tier one where you get granted asylum really quick and you get assigned really quick and you get um you know get to come to the united states Mm -hmm. to germany to france where there's a lot of countries that accepted us canada i actually have um, some family and some friends in canada and um so that was like tier one then tier two was like the educated people like People that um, were educated, had government jobs, yeah. uh, were teachers, lawyers, that nature. Nurses, you know? doctors and stuff. Yeah, like that. And then the third level, of course, are the farmers. And, and they, some of them ended up staying in the uh, refugee camps for seven, eight, nine, ten years, you know. So luckily we um, got out really fast because, like I said, a lot of my family members um, did work closely with the the Americans. Uh-huh. Um, so I want to say I crossed over the river. My dad carried me. My mom carried my wow. younger brother. 
yeah, so I was carried across the Mekong River into Thailand when I was, I want to say, one, one and a half. I was very young. Now, I have no memory of this. Yeah, I have no memory whatsoever of being in Laos. I have no memory of crossing. I have no memory of being in a refugee camp. And then we got uh, sent to Hawaii because I had an uncle that was already there. Mm -hmm. So if you do get granted political asylum from whichever country you're going to, you need to have a sponsor. Mm -hmm. So um, luckily our sponsor was in Hawaii. So from Thailand, um, I went to Hawaii. And that's where I actually grew up originally. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I lived there, you know. Um, it was, you know, happy. Um, it was fun, so I had no memory of, you know, any of that other stuff. Sure. And then I came to California when I was about 10, maybe, because my dad just, uh, we have family here, too. We have family in San Diego, like, we have family in Southern California that actually came from the refugee camps to California, so a lot of them were sent to California. Mm. Um, so, you know, my dad decided that California would have better opportunities, more jobs, whatnot. So... Here I am. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. That's an incredibly inspiring story. And it's so beautiful that you know uh, the background and you were able to set that up. You did a wonderful job telling it. And I think that's a, a very un, um, not well-known fact about the Vietnam War because I, I, I feel it sounds familiar, but it, it, it sounds new to me a little bit. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, a lot of the movies that are based on the Vietnam War are about Vietnam and about the battle in Vietnam. Yeah. You know? And like in Asia, we don't call it the Vietnam War. We call it the American War. Yeah. You know, like if you say the Vietnam War, they're like, what's that? You know, what are you talking about? Mm. You mean when we fought the French? Like, no, you know? Mm. Um so anyways, yeah. But you know, I feel like history repeats itself. Um, you know, like a lot of the Southeast Asians came in the seventies after the uh, the war. And then in the mid 80s, we had a lot of um, migration from, you know, Honduras, uh, Guatemala, El Salvador. Same thing, civil war, you yeah. know, and just uh, a lot of those uh, early migration in the 80s was for political asylum, for political reasons. And then now we have that's still going on. Um, we still have a lot of people coming to the border, a lot of migration, a lot of uh, asylum seekers, but for economic asylum, not political, Yeah, you know, but it's still the same thing. It's like, yeah. you know, I think people lose sight of that. Yeah. Well, your ancestors had to endure a lot just to get you to where so much had to happen to have this, for this conversation to even occur. And I think yeah, it's exactly. so beautiful. Like the universe works in crazy ways, you know, and I'm very grateful and I'm very blessed. And, you know, I mean, I can't imagine my life, you know, yeah. not being here. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, thank you so much. So when did the plants come into the story? Well, okay, I've always liked plants. Um, my parents are gardeners, you know, people from Southeast Asia garden. We yeah. always grew our own. Um, no, don't bring this in here. Um, you know, coming from in the 80s, like there wasn't a market where you can go to and buy Asian food or Asian vegetables mm, you know mm. the Thai hot chili peppers you couldn't find that in the state of brothers mm. so a lot of us um us meaning my community uh, fellow refugees because we all lived in the same area lived in the same community um you know we all kind of came from whatever wherever village we were from and kind of flocked together and stayed together here in the united states mm. um that's one of the reasons why we moved to california too because my parents knew a lot of people from their village that already lived here mm. but anyways um so my parents always grew our own vegetables you know, um, and of course, living in Hawaii, um, a lot of the jobs that 
we did get being new immigrants to the country with not knowing the language, not knowing, not having education, even though you have an education in your country, you're not educated here. Mm. You know, the only job you could get was on a farm. So, um, you know, my dad did do that. He picked green beans, he picked sugar cane. I mean, you know, we, my parents worked on the fields in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's no babysitting, so they would take us with us. But yeah, I've been on the field with my parents, wow. you know, watching them pick, um, you know, guy lamb, which is a Chinese uh, broccoli and whatnot. So, you know, um, my dad worked hard when he first got here. You know, he was a farmer. He during the day. At night, he worked at a restaurant. He was a dishwasher, you know. So, yeah, you know, you kind of, when you get here, it's not just a free ride. You still have to support yeah. yourself and find your way, you yeah. know. And eventually, my dad did. You know, so he, he worked really hard. And in the middle of raising a family, working a day job, working a night job, he still went to school, still learned English, um, you know, still got an education. And actually, my dad got into landscaping, into architectural landscaping. Yeah. And he got his first real job at an amusement park that's kind of similar to Castle Park, I guess, just being a, you know, cutting grass and whatnot. So, okay. and he would take us with him and, you know, he's out there cutting grass and we're kind of hanging out on the rides and stuff like that. So anyway, so yeah, plants have always been a part of my culture Yeah. of growing up. I mean, that was, you know, if you didn't grow it, you didn't really eat, you know, because yeah. we were poor, Yeah. you know, so it was more of a necessity to grow stuff. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. and at what point yeah. did it start to transition into uh, into a hobby? Um, well, I mean, I, I guess I'm blessed in the fact that, you know, I don't have to grow my own food. If I don't grow it, I don't eat, you know, like if I don't yeah. grow my food, I'm not going to starve. Um, so it makes me, I think it started more for me. Okay, well, another backstory. So when I first came to California, uh-huh. um, our first family trip was to the San Diego Zoo. And I was like maybe 10 at this time. Mm-hmm. And I lived in Hawaii, so I'm just used to the palm trees and plumerias and the bird of paradise and you know, all that stuff. So when I come to California, we go to the San Diego Zoo. And um, you know that turtle reptile exhibit? Uh-huh. that, And it was just full of like um, drought-tolerant plants with big aloes. And yeah. So I fell in love with the big aloe because to me, they were the Dr. Seuss trees. And that's what I thought they were and that's what they look like to me so in my head as a 10 year old i'm like you know when i get older i'm gonna get a doctor's history i want a doctor's history cool you know so that image of that drought tolerant landscaping at the san diego zoo has stuck in my head since i was 10 years old so fast forward um you know this is actually my second house my first house uh you know i didn't really do anything to it it just had grass and whatnot and in this house when i moved here i bought this house about 16 years ago um, I removed all the grass and just started slowly doing the aloe. Mm. So I really started with the aloes, the big aloes, agaves. Yeah. Um, so aloes and agaves were kind of my first love. And then I still had the, the parts of euphorbia and uh, the plumerias and all that. And then Plumeria. it just slowly transitioned into the cacti and all this. So, yeah. But really what started me, if you come to my house, I have huge aloes. I mean, anybody that's been to my house, see my, I have like, you know, my dream came true. I'm living the life. <laughs> my 10-year-old girl dream came true. I, I own my own home with big aloe trees. That's beautiful. Yeah, so I maybe I should have wished for something more, but, you know. <laughs> That's cool. So when you're when you're not gardening, what what else are you into? Uh, let me see. As far as hobby-wise, I don't, I mean, 
I like just sitting in bed and watching old reruns of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, I'm I don't all think about you're alone in that one. Vincent Romance. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah, you're like alone you know, when I'm not because I have a, you know, I have three children, yeah. two of which are special needs. My 14 year old is autistic. Um, he's special needs, and you know, he was born premature, five months. Um, he was drug exposed. Um, I mean, he's diagnosed with like 13 different things, wow. like real diagnosis that's in his medical chart, you know, so um, my kids keep me busy as far as their therapies and their appointments and all that stuff. So really it's a full-time job being a special needs mom, you know, like tomorrow he has a doctor's appointment at 8.15, Friday my, my daughter has her appointment. So uh, yeah, it's busy with, uh, you know, juggling all the kids' needs yeah. and then taking care of cacti, it's a lot of work, you know, taking care of the house, running a household on my own, yeah. raising the kids, basically on my own, you know, I'm, I'm divorced. Um, my ex-husband does pay child support and spousal support, which he should, but that's about it, you know, <laughs> don't get me started on talking, you know, talking shit, but, um, Been there. yeah, <laughs> you know, but, uh, no, don't kick it. So, yeah, I really don't have time for any other extracurricular activity. I, I would really imagine. Don't. Yeah. You know, okay, Mikey loves magic. We were talking about my hair. I haven't had a haircut since last March. Okay, this thing goes down to my butt. <laughs> Just because, you know, it's like when I do have free time, it's like, okay, am I going to spend the day going nursery shopping and finding new cactus or am I going to go get my hair done? You know, so, <laughs> so my hair is like the last of my <laughs> worries. That's so amazing that you're able to juggle all that and yet still maintain a beautiful collection. That's That sounds like, like a lot, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, well... Yeah. This is like my stress relief, you know, so it is stressful. Yeah. You know, um, being a mom alone is stressful. Yeah. Being a special needs mom is stressful. Being a autistic mom is stressful. Being an adoptive mom is, uh, you know, on top of that, extra stressful because you still, you have CPS on top of you, you have, you know, children's services, you have social workers visiting you every month. I mean, yeah. you know scrambling to clean your house before the social worker gets here you know? maintaining a home on, on its own is, is is a lot of work let alone with children yeah. yeah it is so you know but um you know i feel very lucky i feel very blessed i'm grateful that i have everything i have yes. i feel like um i was put here to do this you know I see like the that. life that i'm living now is what i feel like i should be doing like this is my authentic life you know like, I don't wish to have anybody else's life. I see that. that yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and coming from a background, like what you, your family endured, I, I could imagine that it feels really good to, to have the things that you have. Yeah, it does. You know, and I, um, you know, it's different because my kids, you know, all, they were born here and they're, you know, they were born in this house. You know, I, yeah. my two youngest kids were born into this house. This is the only home they've ever known. And, you know, for the most part, it's a nice home. You know, I don't live in a mansion. I don't live in this ultra bougie neighborhood. But, you know, I live in a nice neighborhood in my town. I own a nice home. It's two stories. It's four bedrooms, three full baths. My teenagers have their own bathrooms. You, you did know? it. You did it, man. I share it, with my five-year-old, you know. <laughs> I share a bathroom with my five-year-old, which sharing a bathroom with a five-year-old boy is gross. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> have it all. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like my kids, like, I don't know, like I want to teach them to be humble and to have this background. And I talk to them about where we came from and our history. Yes. And my, um, my uncle actually, he's actually our family patriarch and he was actually, he was a 
a pilot and um, you know for during the war he was a he was a pilot and he actually did a family we did a family reunion like a couple years ago and he kind of told us our history like broke it down yeah and you know we invited it was like three four generations with the kids and cool you know just listening to our to our family history you know where we come from yeah and how we got here and how and i think he had this meeting during the time when there's a lot of tension and a lot of you know when trump was in president there's a lot of tension about being illegal immigrants and entering the country illegally and you know i think my my elders they really wanted to let us know that that's not our situation you know yeah. i'm not saying anybody else's situation is better or worse or whatever everybody, right. has, their own, everybody has their own yeah. reason and you know for coming here yes but he was you know they're basically telling us all our paperwork was done in thailand at the refugee camp everything was approved we flew here on a plane the second we got off the plane you know we were given green cards yeah. green card. and honestly um my green card from when i was a baby and i remember that's the one thing that i do remember is taking my green card picture you know because i've never um i don't know i just remember being away from my parents and this white background and they were taking my picture and I have this image and I actually still have my green card from when I was a baby <laughs> well I, was, I wasn't a baby I was like maybe three because uh -huh. I got here when I was about three three and a half and um there's no expiration date on it it says permanent resident and there's wow. no expiration date. yeah so um you know but of course everybody in our family applied for citizenship and whatnot but I think we we need to push for that you know yes. like in the 80s you know when Reagan was in president was um and was a president was the president at the time even though he was a republican he still approved this um mass uh way to pathway to citizenship mm. for a lot of people that came from you know el salvador honduras guatemala all those countries to apply for citizenship even though they came in illegally um there's just this big wave in the late 80s i believe i don't remember the exact time frame um i know this because my ex-husband He's Mexican. He's from Guadalajara. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and his family, they actually, they did come legally on a visa. Sit down. Um, you know, but they came on just a visitation visa. Mm. And they left Mexico because the peso just dropped. And, you know, his dad was a bus driver and the mom had a store. And they were just, um, they're better off and more well off than most people. But because of the peso dropping and they were just really scared of the future of the Mexican economy, you know, so they decided to come they they came they overstayed their visa their visa expired so now they're illegal and when that opportunity opened up for them to apply for citizenship even though they were illegal you know i mean what a difference i mean yeah. my ex-husband came to the united states when he was 10 years old didn't speak a word of english he has a bachelor's degree in political science from ucr he has a master's degree in education yeah you know he teaches uh world history at a high school he's been a teacher for over 20 years i mean like what other countries do you have that opportunity yes you know, that can only be done with a pathway to citizenship and it needs sure. to be more than just DACA. Because DACA is very temporary yeah 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 i mean i know we're talking about plans but i just feel no, it's like okay what's going on right now in the news with yes. the immigration is just very because i came as an immigrant you know what i mean yeah and I know how wonderful my life is. I just can't imagine Thank living you. in Guatemala and not being able to feed your kids. I mean, yeah. 
Thank you so much for bringing this topic to the show. I think it's important because a lot of people have misconceptions and, you know, there's statements like they're taking our jobs and bullshit like that, you know, that it's just it's terrible. And my my mother's an immigrant and I wouldn't I wouldn't be here if she wasn't able to migrate here from the Philippines when she was young, you know. And, um, yeah, I think it's important to, to bring awareness and for for us to be proud of our heritage and, and to to tell these stories and for our children to hear these stories so that 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 it doesn't get forgotten you know because it's not getting rid this kind of shit isn't getting written in the history books you know this these real stories so thank you may for having the courage to to talk about that here i have 31 questions from your get from your friends can we can <laughs> we start like, it's probably like my one friend that's <laughs> no no these are like multiple people you know, I'm like, what do they want to know? Oh my God. Um, and also, okay, I'm wearing my Big Cactus Rescue tank top. Shout out to Big Cactus Love Rescue. I got my got latex pin that I just got today from Euphorbia Euphorbia. That's right. <laughs> got my California because I love California. And I got this as a free gift <laughs> from Jesse of Euphorbia Euphorbia today. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to have fun. <laughs> Awesome. Anyways, okay, I'm trying to get Big Cactus Rescue to come on. I talked to him the other day, and he said uh, that he needed some time to think about it because he was nervous. <laughs> I think he's a, he was like, "Oh, I knew this day would come." All right, yeah. let's see. He's, like, he's a really cool guy. Funky Aeonium said, "How important is it to have all these plants in your life?" Um, it's very important, not for material reasons or financial reasons, but for the actual stress relief. Yes. Because I, I I don't drink. I don't drink any type of alcohol, not even wine, no nothing. Mm. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke weed. I'm, I'm not knocking anybody that does. You yeah. know, I'm all for the weed reform, <laughs> you know, but um, like I don't do any of that. This yeah, is your vice. Yeah, you know, my own personal choice. I just choose to try to live a clean up life as possible for me. Um, you know, I don't smoke cigarettes. So really gardening, collecting, taking care of them, repotting, yeah. you know, even spraying for mealybugs is like, you know, once after we're done with dinner and I'm done cleaning up, I'll be out here till like maybe eight o'clock at night. Just, you know, just looking, just, you know, there's always something to do. So for me, I think if I didn't have cactus, I really would go off the deep end. Yeah. So it's therapeutic. So yeah, it's, it's for my mental health, yes. you know? And um, I want to be open. Like, I, I do have a lot of mental issues just because of my growing up and background and different things. And I've been to regular therapy. And to be honest with you, I don't, I'm not knocking people that go see a therapist and all that. But I honestly don't believe that it helped me all that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and of course, and, I'm not, and I don't want to take medication or anything. Like that. I don't feel that I'm at the point where I need medication. Um, so really, this is this is my medicine. Yeah. Well, I think that there are holistic approaches that actually offer a lot more solution um, than than talking about issues. I mean, for example, I have PTSD and I, I just had a session yesterday and it all it did really when I was telling my, my lady this and, and I've been feeling triggered, I had to go run today. It, it just opened up a bunch of wounds and it didn't close them up, you know. So sometimes it can be counterproductive. So I believe that the the form of therapy that we use now is kind of archaic and outdated and you know things like this gardening therapy are are actually probably a lot better but that's actually one of the questions that was asked was have you ever seen a therapist 
okay. Um, yes, actually, if you live in this area, you know where Loma Linda is. Um, so I've been to Loma Linda Behavioral Health, and this was just a couple years ago. Um, you know, I was going, this was five years ago, I was going through my divorce. Um, I basically, my husband, you know, was the breadwinner. He made the bulk of the money. I only work part-time. Um, because my daughter is autistic and being an autistic mom takes up a lot of your time. I just cannot imagine working a full-time job and being able to do everything that you have to do with your child. I mean, when they're young, it's like, you know, three weeks of, um, this started when she was two and a half, three weeks, three days a week, a therapist would come to your house and you'd have in-home therapy. Mm. Two days a week, we'd go to a mom and me program. And then there's the, you know, all the doctor visits, all the uh, behavioral it's just a lot and then of course um i was i'm very involved with my my child's school you know yeah. i go to every single field trip i go to you know sometimes they'll call me she had an accident she had a bad day but i would just you know run down the street pick her up bring her home whatever you can't do that working at wherever can't be like oh you know what my daughter had an accident i need to go and this is like once a week you know you would get fired so yeah. um you know so that transition of being of going through a divorce yeah. uh, figuring out okay, how am I going to keep the ship running, Yeah, you know, um, financially and all this. And then, and then also I started fostering and I was, and then from fostering, I started um, the process of adopting. So it was just a lot and it was just very stressful. And I just kind of felt like, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's kind of doubting like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have uh, filed for a divorce. Maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I should have just stuck it out, you know? And yeah stayed with this man that I'm miserable with that makes my skin crawl. But anyways, <laughs> you know, yeah. a whole nother topic. But, um, you know, but I, so I did go see a therapist and uh, I went to, did a couple sessions and, um, well, I want to say that Loma Linda, I really like Loma Linda. They have a program where basically the bill is based on what you make and what you can pay. Yeah. So I think I only paid like $25 a session, which is cheap for yeah. therapy. Yeah. You know, um, and I did go a couple times. I gave it a, um, and it's really, I'm like, and I'm thinking this whole time, I'm like, you know what, I can do this with my friends. Right. You know, um, yeah. So I did, through therapy, did discover because she asked about if I had any recurring dreams or recurring nightmares. Yeah. And I always had for years of um, either I'm in a flood or my car's being flooded. It was just always some kind of water situation, you mm -hmm. know, like being in a tsunami and the water's just rising and engulfing my house or, yeah. you know, something like to that nature. And it was just recurring. And I just had that for years. And then when she asked me, well, have you like had any, any accidents re involving water or whatever? And then I kind of really had to think about it. And I forgot totally about being carried yeah. across the river, yeah. you know, going to wartime in the middle of the night with guns blazing. I totally forgot about it. I mean, that, must, that you know, that must have been scary as hell. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. And then once I realized that's where it came from, the nightmares stopped. Wow. I haven't had a green dream about water or drowning or you know being engulfed in in a tsunami or a flood or anything like that and once i realized that that's where it was coming from and it wasn't like a negative thing it was a good thing because i survived it that's that's the perfect yeah. example of of our capability of healing ourselves. Yes, a therapist may have been the catalyst to you figuring that out, but uh, at the end of the day, I I think that we are our best healer. You know, we are our best teacher, and it seems like you yeah. figured that out amongst yourself. That's beautiful. Funky Aonium asked also asked, and if you had to narrow down to only five plants to keep, which five would they be? Oh gosh. 
Okay, yeah, that's hard. I don't know. Um, my copia pose. I like my copia pose. Uh, I like my cone of items, um, which are new to me. I'm, I'm slowly getting into them, and they're pain in the butt, but I really actually like them. Mm. Um, I just started getting into light thoughts. They're really cute, too. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I can do that. It's like What about your aloes? Okay, you know my aloes? I'm kind of over them. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Um, we're going to probably run into a similar question like that. J4011 said, top five cactus to recommend to a newbie. Oh, to a newbie. Okay. Newbie? Um, newbie. Definitely not a mellow cactus because they're drama queens. <laughs> but um, I think something that's easy that really won't die is just start off at Lowe's like I'm I know people are snobby and people look down at going to Lowe's but I have a lot of Lowe's cactus that I and that still survive you know or that are so basically anything that they sell at Lowe's is, is a good starter and it's a good the price range you know you can you can get a really nice for five dollars yeah yeah cool Selegnasol shout out to Selegnasol how has yes. how has building a greenhouse changed your plant collecting lifestyle um, it's made me more selective, made me more being less of a hoarder, believe it or not, because now I'm like, I'm more selective because I'm like, okay, if it doesn't fit, you know, if I get a new one, then I have to get rid of an old one. So I have to just decide on which old one I want to get rid of. Yeah. And I actually have a bunch of stuff out there that I'm thinking of doing another giveaway because I just have a lot of extras I see because, um, I like shopping and the act of buying cactus is actually a high for me too. Yeah. That's like another adrenaline rush. Even though I know for well I don't need it and I don't have room for it and I really don't know where to put it, but mm. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I don't care. Like Sunday's my free day because my kids go with their dad. Mm. So um, Sunday is most of the days. If you guys follow my stories, I'm nursery hopping. I'm visiting somebody's collection, and I'm spending a shitload of money on cactus because I don't spend money on anything else basically. Um. So yeah, it's made me more selective and being less of a hoarder. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. How many potted plants does your greenhouse hold? My my lady, Amzam asked this. Oh gosh, you know what? I have no idea. I've never counted, yeah. and I don't even know how much I have in my collection. I've never counted. Yeah. But I have stuff in my greenhouse. I have stuff growing outside, potted. I have stuff growing in ground. Yeah. I mean, I've been in my house sixteen years, and it's been a sixteen-year process to change from. When I first bought my house, I was really into tropicals. I had the plumerias, I had the hibiscus, I had the uh, bird of paradise and digging all that out. Well, I bought the house from an elderly couple and they had like a million fruit trees out here. Like uh, they were trying to start a farm or something. I don't know. But <laughs> so I had to dig out all the fruit trees, replant all the plants that I wanted. And then, you know, it's a big yard. Like my front yard is two levels on, on this side and the other side is another level. And getting rid of all the grass. Um, so, and then just transitioning. And I got rid of my grass only because my water bill was so high. My water bill was like $200 a month. Uh, and I swear to God, like the first month that I um, switched from my grass to my drought tolerance stuff, my water bill was $35. Nice. Yeah. So I'm an advocate for, you know, 
not watering, not having uh, water guzzlers in your yard. Yeah. And my plants, I only water. I don't water them. I, I don't have a drip system. I don't have an irrigation system. I water everything by hand. Yeah. So, you know, that's a lot of work, but I don't do it too often. So if you can't survive on the neglect and the drought that I give you, then you don't belong. <laughs> yeah, I seen, yeah. <laughs> I seen you throw away a plant the other day, but it was for treating oh, yeah, it for scale or something. Yeah. You get thrown out. If you have mealy plants, you get thrown out. If you're infested, you get thrown out. <laughs> Three strikes and you're out, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, Lisa Zavala said, how do you get, how did you get into growing cactus? Did we talk about that already a little bit? Yeah, so basically the same, you know, just from me originally liking the aloes that I thought looked like Dr. Seuss trees, and that was kind of like my trigger. Yeah. And um, just, you know, I'm the type of person that set goals. So that was my goal as a kid was to own a house that had a Dr. Seuss tree. You manifested <laughs> so it. You manifested it. Yeah, exactly. Truly. Uh, trans Infinite. What are three what are the three top plant collections you've ever seen? I'm assuming that referring to private collections. Private collections. Okay. Um, I really love Prickly Punk's mm. um, his setup. He has a, a small yard, but the way he has everything set up is like super efficient. If you've never visited his backyard, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, it's inspiring. And um, I haven't seen a lot of people's collection, you know, because obviously we've been in COVID, we've been in lockdown, nobody wants you to come over. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to, be intruding on people um my friend uh mike from her group he's a nursery tenant at granite hills nursery he has a small collection but the stuff that he has it's very old and it's very hard grown and it's just you know it's amazing and um a third person wow who have i seen lately oh you know what dean from genesis nursery he mm. has a private collection at his nursery that's um, amazing Awesome. awesome. So I would say those three so far. Emiliano Q. Fernandez said what? <laughs> oh, that's my son. <laughs> oh. Emiliano. <laughs> uh, what advice could you give to someone trying to start a plant collection? Just start out small. <laughs> yeah. And I actually got when he got his first apartment, I got him a couple aloes, a couple, you know, a couple plants for his little patio or whatnot. And then, um, I think the only thing that survived was an aloe. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I was trying to get him into it too, but you know, he's not ready yet. <laughs> it, it, it'll come naturally, I think. Yeah. It's in, it's in the blood. So you already answered this question, but I just want to recognize who it was. Blazian Cutie had asked, have you ever seen a therapist? The Oasis Gardens. What plants are on the top of your wish list right now? Okay, Victor from Oasis Garden. I want your hairy wool torch Papa Smurf cactus that you have in your greenhouse right now. <laughs> old man? It's some kind of old man or what? It's a uh, uh, Peleosaurus. Mm. Uh, I don't know. The, not a palmary, but something in that family. It's like a blue torch cactus, mm. but his is super, super hairy. You hairy. just have to go. It's um, I don't know if you follow Oasis Gardens, but you have to go into his account. And cool. It's like yeah, it, it's you touch it and it feels like wool. It's like sheep wool. Yeah, I'm like I want to make a rug out of this and just lay on it. <laughs> yeah, those are cool. Uh, right, my dog's barking. Rumi dot said, "What made you come to these prickly plants?" I'm sorry if we have repeat questions. I'm just gonna read them. I think we got that. 
Baker sucks. Will there be a Baker May 2? <laughs> you know it, definitely. What is it? But you know what? Yes, it's definitely up to Baker Sucks because he's the one that's being all elusive and, you know, taking his daddy duty seriously. <laughs> yeah, he just had a baby, huh? Yeah, but yeah, definitely. We're definitely going to do another Baker May reunion. Baker Sucks also said, are you and at Baker Sucks bro and sis? Question mark with a laughing face. Are you guys bro and sis? You and Baker sucks. Bro and sis. Uh, <laughs> not in real life, no, but yeah, but we're pretty tight. He's actually one of my first in IG to in real life friends. Mm. Um, and how we actually started becoming friends, uh, he posted something and I was like, hey, you know, are you selling this or can I have it or what or something like that? And he was like, well, we can do a trade. So, you know, he came over to my house and we did a trade. And, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, Catnip said, what was your first cactus? Oh, gosh. Um, I think it was just a Nepala. It's just a basic Nepala that one of my neighbors, um, there's actually a lot of people in the neighborhood that has drought-tolerant landscaping, but one of my neighbors down the street, he actually goes to Arizona two times a year and buys plants and brings it over here and he sells it mm. but um as a yard sale he doesn't do ig or anything like that mm. and uh he gave me a nepalis pad and it's in the corner over there and it's huge and the trunk is like becoming tree-like yeah you know because it's probably about 13 14 years old and it started from this one pad so that's my, my first cactus was just a simple basic nepalis that's crazy how they, they do like become little trees down lao said what is the oldest succulent plant you have in your collection oh okay um my euphorbia mealies which as southeast asians you know they're obsessed with that and plumerias um i got a cutting from my uncle i want to say maybe 15 years ago when i first moved into the house mm. and so it's you know a bush now and yeah so my euphorbia mealies i have like a couple in different colors awesome that were all gifted from my family members and I think we got to this already, but Fillmore Martin 425 said, what is your favorite cactus? And you were struggling to pick one. Yeah, that's a hard one. I got it. Yeah, I need more time. Okay. Uh, exotic plant lover. <laughs> to think of that. I might make a post later if I decide on a favorite. <laughs> exotic plant lover. That's my other, that's my, uh, she's a fellow Laotian girl. Beautiful, beautiful, sexy, sexy girl. Um, she was in a Thailand refugee camp and she got sent to Canada and she's wow. been in Canada ever since. And her backstory is amazing as well. And I just want to say, love you. So we call each other Pinong, which means cousin, mm. even though we're not blood related, but because we're from the same country and from, so we call each other cousins. But anyways, okay, go on. What's your question? <laughs> oh, how much sunlight does a cactus need? It all depends because they're all different. Some like shade, some like partial shade, some like full sun, some like partial sun i mean they're all different right we know that yeah, yeah. you guys i think so we're gonna have to do a part two with yeah. we're gonna yeah. have to do a part two here uh yeah. bunny craft 974 what's your favorite memory um my favorite memory honestly is when i was living in hawaii and we would go like big caravans of families five six families each family had like three to five kids and we would go camping on the weekends and just you know, at the beach, just, you know, imagine the Hawaiian beach, just camping, barbecuing, family, friends. Yeah. You know, we did that every weekend yeah. and it was very, you know, it was fun. I mean, we didn't have money to go to like Disneyland and 
do all this other stuff. You know, we're all poor, new to America, families, uh, you know, all the parents are working farm jobs, dishwashing, restaurant jobs, you know, so that was our only entertainment really was each other's company. Yeah, that's a beautiful memory. Some people will Mm -hmm. never know that. Uh, Let's see. Haley's Hot House. What's your dream planty place to travel to someday? Oh, gosh. Madagascar. I love plants from Madagascar. Hell yeah. Uh, I just would love to go to Madagascar, um, Sri Lanka, um, you know, any one of those type of places where they just have crazy, the environment is just so perfect to have all these crazy, crazy specimens. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess Madagascar would be my number one place right now. Awesome. Haley's Hot House. What is what's your wish list plant? Did we did we say that? Do you yeah, have a the wish list? Hop a smurf from Oasis oh, yes, Gardens. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Haley's Hot House. Do you have a kick cactus you killed that really broke your heart? I've lost a few and cried. <laughs> She's laughing. <laughs> um, you know what? I've been upset over losing five dollar plants from Lowe's, so yes. <laughs> so um, every time I lose a plant, it is it's kind of heartbreaking, you know, because you're taking care of them. You know, you imagine this future with them when they're all big and beautiful and glorious and they die young. So, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I am Poe. Have you ever thought about making your own YouTube channel about tips and tricks on gardening? Ooh, I think you'd be good um, at that. Honestly, no. I don't even do TikTok. And I'm very, this is the first time I'm doing anything like this. As you guys all know, if you followed me for a while, I never do selfies. I never show pictures of myself really. I only did that one time only because I wanted to speak out against the um, current Asian hate that's going on. Yes. You know, we all know what it's about and how it came forth, but I, you know, I don't want to get into detail with that. But honestly, out of, I think I've had my account maybe, uh, I don't know, two years or so, I never showed a picture of myself. Yeah. And that was the only reason why I showed a picture of myself. Just to show people that I'm Asian, you know, yeah. even even though I do have a Laotian flag on my bio, but most people don't look at the bio, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm not like that type of person to be all, oh, hey, you know. Well, I appreciate uh, you being willing to do this. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah so. You've done an excellent yeah, so job, too. <laughs> this is a great episode. I'm still Thank you. It. Thank you. All right. For the, vi- uh-oh, I just heard a sound change. <laughs> I think we're good. Okay. For the vibes. From all your plants you own, which one is your favorite one and what made you get into cacti? Sorry for the vibes. We already went there. Um, Reina Royale. Reina Royal. What is the most rare cacti you own and how much was it? <laughs> I don't know if it's rare, but of course, Copia Post and Arias. I have three. And they're in the $200 range. Um, let me see. Yeah, let, let's, let, we only have one more question. So after that, let, let's spend the last 10 minutes or so looking at some plants. Okay, so uh, so that thing cost me $300. Cost a small fortune, but you know what? I liked it. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, uh, Of course, the Lafora's, you know, I have a couple of these. This one cost me $200. I ordered it from Canada mm. and I was freaking out. <laughs> you That's know, gorgeous. I imagine I was going to get caught up by customs and yeah. the feds is going to raid my house, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I'm kind of a negative thinker and my mind goes off the deep end, but I was like, 
because I was like over two weeks. I'm like, she wants to take over two weeks. I'm like, is this going to be confiscated? Are they like, you know, coming putting from- wiretaps in my house and trying to set up a raid? You know? <laughs> yeah, but I finally got it. And honestly, it was just, um, took two weeks just because there was a lot going on at that time. It was during COVID or whatnot, but yeah, yeah but it's healthy. Yeah. And then, so I have a couple of Lafores um, that I really, really, really love. love uh, I, if I can grow a whole mountain of Los on my hill, I would. Hell yeah. You know, like how they are in habitat. Yeah. So that would be my dream. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they decriminalize nature soon. We shouldn't yeah, have to worry. Exactly. It's just the plant. And, you know, and the, the U.S. is the only country that is, it's illegal. Like, know. You know, it's crazy because, I mean, you know, like people in England, people are they're just like, uh, you know, yeah. like in Thailand, they just grow them. Well, I think harvesting yeah. them should remain illegal, you know, except for, for the cultures. Well, yeah, yeah. But but yes. owning them, I mean, possessing them, it's ridiculous. No, and then just, you know, growing your from seed. Like I have, these yeah. have already um, probably given me three seed pods. And, um, wow. you know, growing your own seed should not be illegal. No. You know, to have for your own personal collection, that should not like you should be not be worried that the you know da is going to knock down your door you yeah. know yeah but you know i'm a rebel so you know i got a couple of those <laughs> hell yeah so out of those out of those plants there do you have them arranged in any particular order or like do, do are the most important ones in in towards the bottom and um, well this is like um i put like the ones that are kind of more expensive and the ones that I like right here in front because when I open the door and I walk in yeah like that's the first thing I see so I put my favorites like um this shelf right here is, is probably my favorites um just because it's like you know when you walk in that's the first thing where your eye goes yeah it's forward so um yeah but I have them pretty much organized like by size and uh their sun needs basically mm. because this size gets a lot of shade because it's right next to the house so it gets some morning shade from the house okay so this side gets more sun so this is the more hardy stuff okay yeah so that's basically how i do it cool can we see some more yeah. plants well so, let's see um oh like i said i'm getting into light thoughts so i have a lot wow. of uh, color beautiful yeah so um and you know what? They're so tiny, but it comes to like this one. You really can't tell because they're so small, but they're like a hot lips one. And they're supposed to be shaped like red lips mm. once they grow in. So, yeah, that. And then and then I have basic stuff, too, you know. Uh, yeah. Luchin burgers. Very cool. And um, actually, you know, I have four of these already. And guess what I got in the mail today that I haven't opened yet? <laughs> Another one? So this is my fourth one. So, I'm not familiar uh, with those. Yeah, they're kind of like a cross between a cactus and an agave. Okay. And then, of course, the aria carpet that yeah. everybody wants. Gorgeous. And then, um, actually, my friend from Canada. I think it's one of My friend from Canada, exotic plant lover that I was talking about, she yeah. mailed me two cuttings from Canada, a plumeria cuttings that I'm trying to root. So, uh, that's another thing I want to say too. I want to say thank you to um, everybody that's been following, and um, yeah. you know, I love the relationships that we form. You know, 
a lot of us we've never met in person yeah. and you know just for a complete stranger like um you know my friend in canada i've never met her Mm-hmm. She mailed me two preliminary cuttings all the way from Canada, which probably cost a small fortune to ship. Yeah, like 50 bucks. You know, without like without asking me to pay for shipping, it was just a surprise. So um, I do get gifted a lot, which I'm very grateful for. You know, various different things. It could be something small, it could be something big, but I do get a lot of gifts in the mail. Um, like this is from Euphoria. This wasn't part of the giveaway that I won, you know. Um, I think he posted something, he was using it, and I liked it. And he was like, oh, you know, I'm going to mail you one. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Awesome. And sure enough, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, um, you know, a lot of us on here, like, I know I give a lot. You know, like, if you know me and you're close to me, I'm, you know, there's a lot of people that receive a lot of stuff from me. Yeah. It's all karma, you know, it's all good karma. I, you know, my parents are Theravada Buddhists. So I was born and raised a Theravada Buddhist. And I believe in karma 100 percent. yeah so you know what you give out is what you receive so um i do get a lot of surprise packages in the mail just because you know um big cactus rescue sent me a, a a bag you know from with his logo on it all the way from the uk and i got this amazon package i'm like i didn't order anything from amazon you know i thought i was getting scammed on my credit card and i'm gonna check my credit card receipt and you know but it was a gift from him so thank you and um so it's like the little things that make you, that makes your day, you know, because yeah. you never know what people are going through in their day. They could be having, you know, like you have PTSD, you, you could be having one of, no, 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 you could be having one of your episodes where you're having a bad day and then all of a sudden something shows up in the mail that you weren't expecting at all. And yes. you open it up and, you know, just a surprise from a friend that you've never met. I mean, yeah. how amazing is that? Yeah. And then, um, oh, we can do that now. So I just got that now. Um, I unboxed it, but I haven't opened it yet, so we can do an unwrapping. Awesome. They gave me a little free gift, too, because I don't know what this is, but it's like a whole thing that's stuck in here. Okay, now that I bet you might be a cactus. Okay, you open another one. So, yeah, I love getting plant now, whether I pay for it or whether it's uh, a surprise. Yeah, it's the best feeling ever. Yes, you know. It can really make your day. I'm sorry? It can really make your day when you open it yeah, up and it you see the little beauty. Oh, look at this. I love this color. Wow. Oh That's my a gosh. extra for Where's your name tag? Where's my name tag? Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's a Dilo Cactus Hextra Drove Forest. And I love the names because it makes you. Uh, you know, smart <laughs> because most of the names are like 15, 16 word long and, you know, practicing to pronounce oh, it. I love the patterns what on that thing. Oh, look, we got a baby one. Ah, a baby. Oh, no, no, it has spines. Okay, here, okay show, show them your baby. Oh, look, we got a free gift of the baby. Cool, Bodie, thanks. That thing's cool. Yeah. <laughs> look at that root. I got to put it over here. Oh, yeah, so I got a free gift. Okay, go ahead. Not only is collecting the high and the getting new cactus, but also the the spending too. And that's a that's maybe the only bad thing because I know a lot of us have that that high of spending too, you know? Yeah. I mean a lot of women like like for me, like if you if anybody sees me in person, I mean, 
I don't wear makeup. I don't do the fake eyelashes. I don't spend money on all that stuff. I do my own nails. I haven't had a haircut in <laughs> almost two years, you know? <laughs> so, like, I don't spend a lot of money where most women spend money on. And like my clothes, I'm just, I'm a totally simple person, you know, tank top, shorts, flip flops, that's it. So like, that's kind of how I justify spending yeah. $300 on one plant, you know, yeah. because you can easily walk into a salon, get your hair done, do your makeup, all that stuff, and you're spending $300, and that only lasts a week, you yeah. know? Yeah, mine, if I take good care of them, they can last, outlive me. A lifetime, you know? yeah. Yeah, and then I'll take things are in the too, because you can always sell the babies, you know, sell the seeds, yeah. you can sell a cutting, I mean. Yeah. They can pay for themselves oh. eventually. Yeah, exactly. Oh, are you gonna show him? Okay. Look. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I ordered this because I wanted a big one, and this is the biggest out of. Look at those roots. Yeah. Oh no! Don't pinch him. Yeah, this one's a nice one. But no, anyways. I don't do the um... No, 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 no. Here, you can use that to go play out, play with the plants outside. Yeah, well, you, you know what, May? I, I told you this privately in a message. You, you are very loved. Uh, for, for real, I, I've never seen a response like I saw in the, in the questions. Um, you know, maybe we get a handful if we're lucky. And I, I, I can see why now that I'm, I'm interacting with you. And you, you embody, you embody a, a strong woman. Uh, and I'm very, I'm very grateful to have had you on. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you. You did an excellent job. Thank you. All right. So, buddy. <laughs> all right. If everybody could please like, review, and subscribe. Succulent Cacti Lady. Right? Yes. <laughs> at, at succulent underscore cacti underscore lady. Go check her out.